time for Wednesday's hour number two on Hashtag Daily K with your host, Peter Bint. Korean dramas, movies and even lyrics. Why is the world paying attention to Korean stories? From classics to modern masterpieces, time to dig deep into the charms of Korean literature. On Check It Out with Paul. It is the 10th of May. Mr. Matthews is joining us in the studio to read us a book. How are you doing, Paul? I'm doing very well, Mr. Bint. Lovely to see you. Children's Day's out the way. Parents' Day's out the way. Anything on the cards for you, Sir Paul? Uh, lunch. <laughs> like to have lunch, yeah. Lunch yeah. is good. Okay, that's what the 10th of May is all about. Paul's lunch. Are you into any particular dishes at the moment? I go through ups and downs of liking certain things. I've uh, recently, the past month or so uh-huh. i've had a real hankering for mexican food oh really and there's a place in apkajong a good like does... authentic mexican yeah like a, a it's, a, it's a cali mexican oh. um yeah someone from a, a korean a, a korean from california Ooh. who's uh, in korea and wow. uh, makes the most amazing tacos and enchiladas and <sighs> they're a little bit expensive but they're so delicious in apkajong i've yeah. not been there I no think you haven't you need to treat me today you want to come today? You need. I to will treat take you right today. after the show. Okie dokie, Cali style tacos. Does that mean he does like Korean fusion, like Kobe things? No, nope. nope. oh. it's all proper Mexican stuff. Oh wow, you seemed a bit strict there. Okay, I would like to partake in that Cali uh, Mexican feast. It sounds like we. Uh, we previewed it last week, I remember, because the title was interesting, Aspirin. Yes, we've got a free short story. It's online, it's available for everyone to read. So if you can't afford a book, uh, it's one of these stories that we like to highlight so that everyone can read. Lovely. It's really democratic. It's by Park Bingyu. It's translated by uh, someone we're featuring for the first time today, Agnel Joseph. Oh, And it's a really curious, quite odd story. Ooh. There's something strange that appears in the sky. What's going to happen? Well, you're going to have to listen to five. Interesting. Okay. I did. This reminds me, and I totally forgot this occurred. I watched it on the plane, didn't I? Nope. Did you see that? I have seen Nope, and quite frankly, at the end, I went, Nope. What was that about? It was, again, something appearing in the sky that could look like a big aspirin. I liked his other films. Is it Jordan? Jordan Peele, who did Jordan Get Peele. Out and also Us, which did I like also those? love. I yeah. love those movies. Nope, I think I have to give it a second chance. I didn't watch it in the cinema. I watched it on TV. Uh-huh. I've had a beer or two. Maybe I need to focus a little more. Oh, no, watching it in the play was not the right environment either, I can tell you that. Is it linked to Aspirin, seeing as it popped up in my head? Are they at all the same story? No. No, they're completely no. different okay. stories. So, I thought the other might, side of the world. He might have read this and been inspired in some way. I mean, shape it's possible, or I suppose, in but, some multiverse. <laughs> okay. Bung Ming Yu, have we talked about this author? Uh, we have. Uh, we featured him a way, way while ago, back in 2020, I think in April 2020. Okay. Um, he was born in Ilsan in 1968, and he's been sort of. Um, quite popular for the past 20 years or so. Mm. He had a couple of novels that were really um, sort of eye-catching for the readers. Legends of the World, Superheroes, and the Sammy Superstars Last Fan Club. Interesting titles. Um, Yeah, they won him uh, the Munhak Dongne Author Award and then the Hankyore Literary Prize. And then another of his uh, short stories, Raccoon World... (laughs) 
Um, it was published in the 2005 Isang Literary Award collection, and then The Door of Morning won the Isang Literary Award in 2010. Oh, okay. So uh, a very well-respected, award-winning, brilliant writer. Quite weird. Okay. <laughs> he writes very strange, very surreal stuff. He's also got his own quirky look. If you search for him online, yeah. you'll see him with quite wild hair and interesting fashion choices. Wow. Um, and his books have been translated not just into English, but also Russian, Japanese, and French. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so we, we covered Is That So? I'm a Giraffe before, and now we get to cover another of his fantastic short stories, this time as oh, spring. Oh, I remember that one. Wasn't that in the subway station or something? Yeah, meeting his father again. Yeah, that was really a bit weirdy-beardy, but in a good way. And I'm looking at his photos now. I'd describe it the same way. A bit weirdy-beardy with some, like, goggle contraptions that he seems to wear. Yeah, really interesting, interesting human being who um, seems to live the life he writes. <laughs> I love it. Uh, the translator, I've, I don't think I've ever heard of anyone called Agnel, let alone the translator. Today. Well, now you have Agnel Joseph, our first time featuring him, but he's been around on the literary scene for a while. Mm. He's a translator, but he was also... Uh, the editor-in-chief of the Korean Literature Now magazine, which okay. is a brilliant magazine that highlights translations and interviews with authors and translators. Wow. So he used to do that. Um, he's also a member of the infamous Smoking Tigers. We've talked about this group of translators before with oh, Anton Herr and others. Sojes. Uh, yes, there, that's think. right. Okay. And so Agnol, he's won the Korean Times uh, 2013 Modern Korean Literature Translation Award. He got the 2013 LTI Career Award for Aspiring Translators. He's won a number of other awards and grants, and his translations have appeared in a number of magazines. He's got a book-length translation of uh, one of Park Mingyu's collections, Double. Um, so yes, and it's our first time we get to feature him and feature one of his excellent translations. I'm looking forward to this quirky tale. So short story, we're going to pick it up at the uh, very beginning? Uh, we are. We're going to pick it up with Lamian. I had lamian for lunch that day. Guak and Huangbo voted Mabel Guksu, but I felt like lamian. So off we went on our separate ways. The two for Mabel Guksu, I for lamian, and designer Rai for the subway station. Where are you going? Uh-huh, well, anyway, Rai replied. Uh-huh, well, anyway. So I ate lamian by myself, anyway. Lunchtime. A simple meal. A Starbucks espresso. That was all. It was a usual day. I did a concept sketch at a windowside table as usual, was joined by Guac and Huangbo as usual, had a rambling conversation with them as usual. Only one thing was different. Caramel macchiato? I think I'll have that today. Guac came to the table holding a caramel macchiato. What does it taste like? Tastes like its name, I guess. So I muttered caramel macchiato to myself a couple of times. That was all. Rye texted me as we were leaving Starbucks. Running 30 minutes late. He says he's going to be 30 minutes late. Isn't the meeting at two? That guy always does as he pleases. That was probably how our conversation went as we walked back to the office. Meetings, meetings, meetings and more meetings. An afternoon full of meetings awaited us as usual. Rai did as he pleased, as usual. And the similar looking backs of people, the similar shades of poplar trees, the shimmering, the setting, 
the swaying. What's that? That was when I saw it. Whoa. What is that? Either Quack or Huangbo muttered. I felt a deafening boom run down the entire length of my body. The square was teeming with people returning from lunch, and for an instant they'd all let out a groan. Up there, in the perfectly blue windows wallpaper type May sky, it was floating. That thing. Welcome to Arirang Radio. If you are in Jeju, 88.7 in Jeju City, 88.1 in Sogipu City, 101.9 in the Daejeong area. I wonder, do we get to find out why it's called aspirin? Well, hold your horses. Just, we haven't even started no, yet. I'm just asking. Is we that usually find out what, what, why the title is the title, Peter. Okay, right. just just okay. Calm down. All right, I'm take calm. an aspirin. Okay. I like the writing though, the style of writing. I feel yeah. like the kind of humdrumness of being in the office. You know, if you've worked in a Korean office, it really is a kind of about what you're going to have for lunch. Like, yeah. That's the main reason you're there, I feel, sometimes. Yeah. And people saying, okay, we want this, we want this. Maybe your logo together, but it seems like he's independently gone for ramyun. The designer, Rai, not really answering about where he's going and stuff. Yeah. And then the as usual, as usual kind of being emphasized. It the all rhythm, seems a bit boring. Yeah, the rhythm is brilliant. And I think that this is this is where you can judge the quality of the translation is, yeah. is already you're feeling like you, you're understanding how the writer expresses himself. Mm, absolutely. And then there's the what's that, yeah. right? Suddenly, in There's amongst thing. all this normalness. So, is it a UFO or is it a giant aspirin in the sky? Well, it doesn't. It doesn't think that it's a UFO. Okay. There's a different emotion that it evokes. Okay. It's a flat cylinder. It's pure white. It's huge, and it's firmer than a cloud. Okay. It's just appeared. And I mean, they're texting their friends. They're going, "Have you seen this?" They're taking photos. They got no idea what is going on. Oh. And everyone in the street, you know, they're coming out. They're opening their windows. They're mm-hmm. gawking at this. Oh, um, but he has to go back to the office for the scheduled meeting. <laughs> That's the important work schedule, as okay. usual. And so they go back to the office. They go to the meeting. Huangbo's giving his presentation, but it's interrupted by the sound of a fleet of helicopters <sighs> appearing in the sky outside the window, okay. and they end the meeting. And the narrator heads back to his desk, to his office. And he works on the 71st floor of the building. And that basically gives him just a view of the thing. Oh, wow. It's taking over half the sky, and he can't focus on anything else. Of course not. This has really disrupted his day. Um, and so throughout the rest of the day, um, you know, there's news coming out. People are still talking about it. There's footage of a, some kind of agent who's stepping onto the thing from a helicopter. Wow. But at the same time, they've got to work, 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 and they've got to go to meeting after meeting after meeting. Oh, that's true. Like, what kind of event would it take to actually cancel work yeah i guess not this <laughs> exactly and then i mean they finish as usual late they finish at 10 p.m they head out for a beer the thing is still in the sky wow and everyone's unnerved sure and then the next morning their part of the city where their office is is marked as in the disaster zone oh wow and yet he goes to work 
and he eats breakfast and he stares out the window. <gasps> and the thing, I mean, feels like it's a little more natural that it's there now. Okay. It's been there a day. He's used to it a bit. And everyone's still working. <laughs> and then when they break for coffee, they're talking about ordinary things like their, their favourite recipe for fried rice or <laughs> what throat candy they like. Okay. But at the back of their minds, everyone is thinking, what are we doing? Yeah, when that's in the sky, right? Oh, you really get to feel like you could be in this situation. I don't know, I'm imagining, yeah, what if this happened with the kids? What would we do? Would we stop everything? They'd still have to go to school unless it started attacking, I suppose. Uh, let's pick up the second reason, uh, reading. It's obnoxious, I said to the head department head when I ran into him in the break room. What is? He was sipping green tea and staring at the thing. That's what is obnoxious. I shared with him everything that had happened. And that's why I feel depressed. It's hard to explain, but it's because that thing's floating up there. Here I am just living my life without a second thought. Work, 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 all the time. And that thing's floating up there. Money, 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 all the time. And that thing shows up. Suddenly I get the feeling, I can't live like earlier anymore. Sure, we talked a little about frying rice, but what's wrong with that? What's the big deal with people talking about halls? Why did that thing have to show up and complicate my thoughts? And why here of all places? It's obnoxious. So it's something like existential angst? The department head asked. I'm not sure, but it's a similar feeling. I'll adjust anyway, but... Why are you being like this if you're going to adjust anyway? He said with a look like he had a cigarette in his mouth. Up there, on the 71st floor, the department head had stopped smoking seven years ago. But the space between him and me was thick with something like cigarette smoke. Isn't it good? He said. We don't even have an ideology. At least we have that thing, he said. I felt awfully sleepy. That's true, I mumbled as I rolled the halls around in my mouth. Okay, let's get back to work, the water and fireproof cement wall face whispered and patted me on the shoulder. I was the type to open my heart easily to things like pats on the shoulder. I felt neither good nor bad. I went back to work. In the afternoon, maybe as a result of the board meeting, the company president made a brief announcement. The gist of it was that we should calmly concentrate on our work until the government made an announcement. What can we do but be calm? That was what everybody must have thought while gazing at the thing that had taken over the skies. The disaster of modern times is that, despite something like this happening, we have to sit and work, I thought, as I opened the pre-marketing material for the Incontinence Underwear launch. It's a little bit comedic, almost, this yeah, story. It, it, yeah. it, just a little bit. I'm sorry, was my reading not good enough for you? <laughs> no. Yes, of course it's comedic. But you can also feel like... This guy's thinking, what's the point? Yeah. What are we doing here? Exactly. But they don't know what this thing is at this point in the story, at least, right? So the, and the president has come out and said, let's just 
get on with our work. Yeah, let's keep going. Until there's an official announcement. Yeah. So they just don't do anything about it. They just keep working as normal. I mean, what else do you expect them to do? As much as they can, they do. Um, his colleague, Guac, mm-hmm. is complaining. He thinks they should be working from home and he grumbles about it. Okay. And the narrator just keeps them. Keeps his mouth shut. Okay. And Gwak's going, well, you know, it might go boom. It might shoot lasers. <laughs> and the narrator just wants him to stop talking. Okay, just shut up. Yeah. Because they, if they keep on working, and when they do keep on working, working helps him forget. Okay. And working helps him feel comfortable, even if it is boring. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit unnerving if you're thinking about that and the possible implications. Maybe it's best to just sweep it under the carpet. Yeah, but the problem is everyone keeps talking about it. They keep <sighs> mentioning it. And then... There's breaking news. The object has been identified as being 100% pure aspirin. What? So it is a giant aspirin? So it is is a giant aspirin. What? They don't know how it came to be or how it can float up in the air, but that's what it is. Ridiculous. And at this point, the narrator's head starts to hurt. He gets a headache. Oh, that's convenient. He could take the aspirin. He gets an ice cream with Gwak. Okay. He goes back to the office. He ignores all the text messages from his friends. He's feeling tired. He feels drained. He does open his drawer and he decides to take out an aspirin. Oh, just a regular one. Yeah. And he looks at it and then he decides to go to the office's reference room Uh to look up info on aspirins. Okay. And he jots down sort of a chronological history of of aspirins and how they were sort of made and spread. Okay. And at the bottom he adds one last thing. Okay. June 2009, invasion. That's that date. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And the department head finds him doing this and mm. says are you having difficulty adjusting and remember we got a meeting right after, right after dinner you know be ready yeah. for that and then work keeps going and then there's beer after work and then there's bed and all that remains is for everyone including the narrator to adjust to adjust to the giant aspirin yeah. sitting in the sky but the meetings aren't going well they're all thinking about the aspirin <laughs> and tourists are coming to the city to gawk at it every day wow but Their advertising pitch actually lands them the deal they were looking for. Oh, good. And things take a turn for the better. Yes. And they go out for beers to celebrate. They get drunk. The aspirin, of course, is still there. They get out of the bar at dawn. It's raining. Uh-huh. The aspirin, of course, is still there, but it's melting a little oh, bit. Oh, so it's affected by the rain. It's not shrinking, uh-huh. but yeah, it sort of seems to be dissolving a little <laughs> bit in the rain. And life continues through the summer, through into the autumn. In the summer, there's protests against the aspirin. In the autumn, in September, the the, the World Trade Organization General Assembly holds a meeting on top of the aspirin. What? The aspirin becomes this iconic symbol. It becomes the focus for adverts as well, and they're working on those. Wow. And then one day, these giant floating aspirins start popping up everywhere, all around the world. Wow. And the narrator, at this point, he doesn't know what to do. It's like a new world has begun. And so what he decides to do is make a list of the things he wants to buy. The shopping list. Yep. Okay. This is so random, isn't it? It's fabulous. I guess, yeah, what would you do? Because, all right, it's not doing anyone any harm. It's just sitting there in the sky. You can't stop life. But, yeah, life has changed at the same time. Interesting. Where are you listening from? Let us know. Leave it at arirangradio.com. The latest iPhone 
notebook case, watch, winter coat, wireless receiver port, 15 watt speaker, detergent, monitor, quiet vacuum cleaner, single type knit necktie, ski wear, air freshener, dehumidifier full set, the collected works of Francis Bacon, 20th century music CD set, three magazines, rice, bread, pumpkin jam, strawberry jam, vitamin, uh, mineral supplements, camera, smart iron, antique radio, massage chair, bottom stand, aquarium, air purifier, magic iron, a compact air conditioner, coffee maker, humidifier, skin care, hair care, external hard disk, sneakers, snowboard, cutting type, razor, frame, ESS board, seat cover, robo, mini, no, no, before anything, a Mercedes-Benz. Uh, when I read what I jotted down, the copy of The Greatest Happiness on Earth came to mind by Ricardo Perez. What was that ad again? The department head stood, gazing at the aspirin. Blankly. The lounge was calm. The world outside the window was calm too. What are you doing? I asked him. Ah, I was thinking of the countries where the aspirin is floating. Any special reason? Somebody must be watching the aspirin right now, just like me. Somebody must, I said. The department looked at the aspirin again and muttered, You know, I have a phobia of heights, it's serious, but I have to work on the 71st floor every day. I beat a competition of 200 to 1 to get my apartment. It's on the 23rd floor. Every day I rest, sleep and live there. Isn't that weird? He said. Well, but... Anyway... You can't say it's bad, I said. We stood in the empty break room without saying anything. For a moment, I felt like I had come up somewhere as high as possible in a world that couldn't be said to be bad. I felt dizzy. After gazing at the floating aspirin, the department head tapped me on the shoulder and said, Time to get back to work. Yes, I replied. Such an interesting little story. Is this where it ends? Yeah, this is it. The aspirin remains, everything is calm, no one knows what's happening, and no one knows what to do. Just get on with things, but there's something missing, and I don't know, you're feeling interesting about that person who's scared of heights, working on the 70th something floor. And yet he does it, yet he lives on the 23rd floor. You just do it, you just get on with it. Yeah, uh, and I think this story is absolutely brilliant. For me, I could be completely and utterly wrong. Yeah. For me, this is a midlife crisis of a of a short story. Okay. The big aspirin is the midlife crisis. Uh-huh. Just appears. Yeah, the narrator's stuck in his daily grind, and then he's confronted by something that is utterly new and strange, and he just can't cope. Yeah. Um. I mean, he's obviously, from the very beginning, we get the feeling he's not happy with his life. Sure. And yet, what do you do when there's a life-changing event? Just, just get on with it. Carry on. <laughs> and what's the one thing you want to buy when you're having a midlife crisis? A luxury car. Well, I think he's trying to distract himself well, yes. from that. 
But yeah, yeah is that the healthy thing to do? I guess not. No, um, but for me it feels this is a brilliant examination of middle-aged men in 2009 in Korea. <laughs> and in fact, middle-aged men in 2023 in Korea and Probably, around the world. Right? Yeah, I mean, here in Korea, the work <laughs> ethic is so strong and... I mean, I, this is stereotypical, but men, men traditionally have been the breadwinners. Yeah. A lot of women are working. A lot of women face the same pressures. Sure. But Korea is a patriarchal society. Yeah. And so there is that pressure on the men to be working till, you know, 10 p.m. till night, mm-hmm. not go home and see their families, just go out drinking and so on. Yeah. And they're stuck in a rut. Yeah, it's like a hamster wheel. But maybe, and I've, I've felt this a few times recently when I've not been working during the week, been like, what do I do? Yeah. Like if I'm not working, what, what should I be doing? Yeah, that's burnout. And then you kind of feel like comfort in the grind, right? Yeah. You're like, no, actually, I'd rather just do the mind-numbing work or whatever it is. Not that Daily K is that, of course. But, yeah, just get back into the routine because you feel like you belong there almost. Yeah, but then the question is, who are you without your work? Yeah, are you anybody, right? Yeah, and when you get to retirement, because let's face it, that comes to us all, mm. or death, one <laughs> of the two comes first, um, who are you then? Yeah. Um, and, you know, talking with my therapist, for example, that's been an issue where we've talked about, uh-huh. about you have to know who you are without your work. Otherwise, sure. you are only your work. Exactly. That can't be a good thing, right? And No, it's not. And so... I love this story because it sort of makes you stop and think, hang on, am I, am I him? Yeah. Am I the guy who's choosing his lunch menu and talking about fried rice recipes and throat candies and yet not dealing with the elephant in the room or the aspirin in the sky? Sure, the big thing, maybe like the meaning of life or something like that, right? Yeah, and this is what I really like about Park Mingyu. He's a weird writer, but he's a weird writer in a really, really good way. Yeah. Um, and also, um, I really urge you to not just listen to my readings, but go and read it online, because you'll see how there are these gaps mm. in the writing, oh, where nice. single words or, or phrases are split out. I mean, Peter can see it on the yeah. script here, but it gives you a very different feeling to the writing. Mm. And I love what Agnel Joseph has done here in terms of interpreting that and making it work in English. Mm. It feels like I'm reading Park Mingyu's writing, even sure. though I haven't read the original. But I tell you what, this translation makes me want to go and read the original. Because yeah. I want to compare them. I want to see what they're like side by side. Yeah, me too. Like, how much creative freedom has Agnel Joseph taken here? How much has he stuck to the original and the format and stuff yeah, like that? Well, yeah, well, he talks about it. If you go online, you can see his translator's notes for this mm. story as well. And he talks about that process and how he wanted to to make that, that, that distinct style come alive in English. Interesting. And I think he succeeded. Um, because, you know, he talks about how his writing quirks, Park's writing quirks, are so distinctive and how powerful an effect they have on the reader. Mm. This story is powerful. Yeah. The other thing it reminded me of, and I don't know, you're a little bit younger than me, not yeah. that much. <laughs> you, I'm sorry to bring it up for anyone who might be triggered by this, but mm. sort of think about 9-11 mm. back in 2001, 22 yeah. years ago. <sighs> it's 22 years, but I can still remember exactly where I was, that exact moment I saw... That on the news. Absolutely. I was watching rolling news and uh-huh. it's burned into my brain. Absolutely. Everyone who saw that and yeah. they were of age will remember. Right? Exactly. And, and, and I remember distinctly as well that my brain sort of short circuited mm. when it happened. I couldn't believe this was real. My brain was saying, oh, no, you, are you sure you're not on the movie channel? Yeah, or, you know, is this not some sure. American drama and so on? But no, it was really real. And yet I couldn't quite deal with it. Yeah, you didn't know what to do, right? I, yeah. Luckily, I was a student and it was at the end of the day of lectures, I think. I'd come back and watch that. 
and then I had nothing else to do. Like if I imagine if you were a worker, yeah, you saw that on your lunch break, and you just went back to the office. That would be so weird. Well, I remember doing that in Japan when I was in high school, and、uh-huh. there was an earthquake in Kobe. Uh-huh. It was a huge earthquake, massive disaster.、Yeah. So many people died.、Uh-huh. We got told at the start of school,、yeah. and we went through the whole school <gasps> day having to do our lessons. But all everyone was talking about was the earthquake in every little snatched conversation. Wow.、Um, so I think it reflects really well on how we don't cope well with、mm. big situations when we're confronted with something so extreme or so unusual or so weird. We don't know how to deal with it,、yeah. but at the same time, we can't ignore it. Even if we want to keep on going, it's always at the back of our minds, of eating、course. up at us. Yeah, I don't know what the right answer is because you don't want to stop your life completely. On the one hand, but、yeah. you don't want to act as if everything's totally normal and okay. What's your one-line review for this really quirky piece?、Uh, I've gone for weird, wonderful, and a great story to make you think about your place in life. And what might really be important to you? All right, I'm out of here now, Paul. See you later. Adios. I'm <laughs> riding into the sun. And、sunset. I will be taking over from hashtag Daily K from tomorrow. I'm、no. your host, King Paul. You're meant to support my free. I support、choices. your decision to leave the show. And you're meant to do something. Strange. Well, no. Look, I talked. Fill my boots. I talked with PD Nim. She's、okay. actually really happy that you're leaving. Oh, good. She said to me, "This is good news, Paul. The、Fabulous. writers are happy. I'm happy. The boss at Adidas. She's making the heart sign. I、right、saw now that. That looked like <laughs> I don't know a hole of abyss where you're going to get sucked into. Paul, thank you so much for this fabulous reading. This has been my favourite book for so many weeks. Oh,、say. I'm I'm really glad. Please don't go and read the whole thing. It's a very quick read. Uh, uh I want to say thanks as always to the literature translation. Institute of Career for the help with copyright permission for this broadcast. Thank you to Park Mingyu for his creative writing. Thank you to Agnel Joseph for his fabulous translation. Next week we've got a full novel.、Oh. It's called Korean Teachers by So Sujin. It's translated by Elizabeth Bueller. Korean Teachers by So Sujin, translated by Elizabeth Bueller. Tune in for that next Wednesday. Looking forward to that Korean Teachers. Paul, as ever, have a wonderful week. See you next Wednesday. See you then. You can listen to check it out with Paul Matthews on Adidas Radio's hashtag #DailyK every Wednesday from 10 a.m. KST.